Hello, everybody, and welcome to Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better. And my name is Jean Gallagher. And we, we talk with women and women and business owners and understand their journey and how the outdoors really does help with life balance. And in, in with these conversations, we also talk with Denise Stagall with Healthy, Healthy Living, Happy Life. Hi, Denise. How are you? I'm great. Hi, Jean. How are you doing this afternoon? So I well. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so well, thank you. And so the topic that we're talking about this month is being content or contentment. And I'm going to read this quote that you gave me because I think it's a great lead in. And we talked about this a little bit before in our last segment also. And so we're going to be diving into the surprising pitfalls of feeling too content because sometimes the comfort zone is where the dreams go to die. You know, I, I know that's tough. I said that last time, you know, that's tough. But, you know, in this day and age, we have to be realistic with ourselves. You know, if we want something in life, we actually have to go and get it. You know, when we were all young, we had dreams and aspirations. And yes, then life kind of gets in the way, you get busy. Um, and maybe at some point you're not reaching those goals or those dreams Maybe you've had to put them on hold. Um, you know, classic example, you get married, you have children. All of a sudden, kiddos kind of take a lot of your time, right? But then you get to a point where kids are, you know, they're growing up, they're in high school, they're in college, they're out of the house. And you have this time, but you've gotten into a place where this is just how things are. Everything's fine. Everything's content, comfortable where I am. You know, my relationships are, they're fine. Nothing necessarily wrong, but our relationships with ourselves, with our partners, our spouses, our friends, and our children can always get deeper, more um, meaningful, um, and, and, and closer. And I think that is such an important piece of the content is when it comes to our relationships. Mm -hmm. And yes, I always think relationship with self is number one. Mm -hmm. uh, tends to be the one that we, the one person we forget about, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. But also the relationships that are most close to us, most, um, the people who are the closest to us, um, whether again, whether it's your family, whether it's work, and that's that's a, another conversation is you know career, um, but the relationships that you have, either they 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 either stay kind of the way they are again, they stay kind of I hate to say stagnant, but you know this is my friend, this is this has always been the way we you know we go to lunch every you know once a month, and this is how we do this, and we go to the same restaurant, you know, and that's fine, but maybe you know, there's, there's a new restaurant in town that you really want to go to. And the, you know, just having a conversation. And that's, again, sometimes that's uncomfortable. There's that comfort zone again. If we're content doing the same thing over and over um, with the people in our lives, nothing, can, we, we can't experience anything new. Mm. And this is where I find that curiosity needs to come into play a little more. You know, what is the relate? Who? What are the relationships that you want in your life? How how close do you feel? How um, content 
Do you feel with them or do you feel they can grow? On the flip side, do you feel some of them need to maybe, you know, be put on a shelf? I like the, I like the curiosity word. So when you're curious about something, there's this brightness or a spark, or you feel, you feel excited. And quite often when we are in that, yeah, things are okay. There's this dull energy that, that can encompass us. And it's hard to break through that. It takes, it takes effort to be willing to realize that this thing is a little dull in color, not in activity, but in color, in feeling, in, in energy. And how do you, how are you going to jazz that up? How are you going to bring some spark to it? The thing that I think of, you know, when it comes to relationships and bringing that spark is, you know, I talk, you know, healthy living, happy life and relationships, big part of it. But what is happiness? What does that actually mean? And when I'm talking about happiness, I'm talking about experiencing positive um, feelings uh, like joy and gratitude, curiosity, as we're talking about excitement, love, um, inspiration. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things, um, you know, in the few years that we all were kind of working from home and didn't really go anywhere, um, when we started, when when all of that was kind of behind us and we could actually go out again, I was inspired to go out and and, and meet some new people, mm-hmm. and that was exciting. Like I like the people that I that I know and that I'm friendly with, and I've been friends, you know, I've known for the past twenty years living here. But I wanted to get to know more people. I wanted new people, you know, new people, you know, new relationships um, are exciting. Because they bring, they, they, they are kind of like, you know, when you think of, um, um, I, I'm going to think of music because we, actually my husband's not playing right now. Um, you know, when, we, when you hear music, you don't just hear, you know, one instrument particularly. Sometimes you do when there's, you know, a solo. But when you go to say the symphony, there's this all of these beautiful sounds, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they work in tandem. And so friend, you know, friendships and relationships are like that too. You know, you have some really good solid ones. But then all of the other people that you have relationships with or go and search uh, people out to um, to have relationships with, that just changes the whole, you know, it changes the music from, you know, one-sided, you know, a couple of different instruments to this beautiful symphony. Mm. Oh, I love that. And, and that new, it also brings new conversations, which Absolutely. are going to possibly spark some in internal excitement to, oh, you know, I used to really like to do that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. And I think that's, it's such an important piece of, um, you know, again, we, we're meant to be around other people. You know, I, you know, the energy that you get from other people. And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it's really positive energy. Occasionally, you know, there's that one friend who's, you know, that one person who's kind of like the, the negative Nelly, and you can feel that too. But even with the negative Nelly, if you go in with, you know, with the curiosity and the, the positive uh, thought process um, and that positive energy, you can bring that person along. And it's amazing how that relationship can, can grow and change because you've helped that person become something a little different. Mm-hmm. Your influences it. And, you know, if you can notice that you're influencing somebody else, it's also going to help you and how you perceive yourself. Do you think? 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one of the things when I'm working with clients, you know, I always say to them, you have to worry about you and what you know, you're doing. And then what you're doing will influence your family. So, you know, getting up in the morning and going for, you know, for a morning walk outside, you know, before, before work, Ooh, there you go. Um, yeah. In the beginning, people might just look at you like, okay, whatever, you know, whatever you're doing, but the more you do it and the more you kind of come and, you know, have this great energy around you. And, and I know um, that, you know, this, like when you go out in the morning, no sunglasses, just kind of go out and feel the air and get the sun on your face and in your eyes, you are a completely different person than the one who kind of rolls out of bed, you know, goes, you know, goes, gets their coffee and sits in front of a television set. Absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. So again, when we, when we think about, you know, the topic of being content, are you content with the relationships in your life? Are you content with who you are, um, your relationship with you? And yes, you can work on that, that, that inner work. But sometimes the relationships you have with other people is just as um, as deep and meaningful than just working on yourself and your um, your self knowledge. Is it hard for people to recognize that they're in this land of things are okay? It is. It is. I would say, especially women. Um, around 45 to maybe 55 um, because we're, we're in that transition. You know, it's, it's another, it's another transition that, you know, we don't like to talk about. Right. So sometimes we're not feeling good ourselves. Um, we're not really sure what our role is. You know, we're not necessarily, you know, we're obviously, you know, parent, but you know, you don't have little kids anymore. You know, maybe, you know, you're just starting a new job or, you know, you're not sure what that next, that next say chapter of your life is. And so, but things have been fine up till today. They've been fine. You're content with where, where it is, where you've been. But again, this is a time where curiosity, um, when curiosity comes in, you can all of a sudden jump to that, you know, just kind of jump into a new, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A new chapter. We'll just say, we'll you know, jump into that new chapter, kind of, you know, feet first, because if we're not curious and, and I think you're right, that's where people are, where they don't notice it is they're stopped being curious. Mm-hmm. And that's really, again, that kind of flatness, that, that kind of everything is fine and nothing is fine inside of fine. It's just there. It's, it's okay to want more. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. I think too, that people, how do I put this? So if you end up, if you want more or you want something different, there's, there are times where you don't know how that change in you is going to affect others. Mm-hmm. And that's- so that's also, well, that's okay. I'm not going to worry about it. It'll be again. It'll be fine. It's not worth the effort. Yes. Well, two things that that came to mind um, here. One, just be because things are fine. Um, you know, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be grateful for where we are. Mm-hmm. That's you know, that's something I want. I want to be very clear. Yes, be grateful for what you have, where you are, but also. 
be curious and be grateful for that next thing that you can be. And yes, when it comes to other people, yes, all of a sudden they're going to get uncomfortable because they're still, they're still stuck in that content comfort zone. But it's easier to do. So I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I had this thought here. So what's easier to do, you know, well, yeah, I wish I could do something more, but then what do we do? We pull out our phone and we get lost in nothing land. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden 45 minutes has gone by and now it's time to do that other thing that we're supposed to do. And all of that excitement or that little spark that happened was extinguished because we're so used to just zoning out on our ridiculous phone, asking for a friend. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it, that's so true. Um, it, it, the, the, the technology that we have um, at our fingertips all the time um, really is a bit of a killer of all of this because it is, like you said, it's a time sink. And you know, we only have X amount of time during the day. You know, we still, no matter what we want to do, we have things that we have to do. You know, that doesn't ever go away. And so when it comes to ourselves and the relationships we want to um, curate, that's a time where you know we have to be really conscious to say, oh, I've got 15 minutes. I could call Mary or I could futz around on the phone. You know, I haven't talked to Mary in a long time. Let me just call and say hello. Oh my gosh, do we do that anymore? Just pick up the phone to say hello? Mm, no. No. It's like, it has to be like a whole planned hour. Well, let me text her, see if she's there. Oh, she didn't answer me. So good Lord. Yeah. Um, my, my best friend from college and I, you know, we go through these periods where we don't talk for a while because, you know, she's in South Carolina, I'm here, she's doing her thing, I'm doing mine. Um, but one of us always picks up the phone and says, Hey, how you doing? Been thinking about you. And sometimes, you know, I can, if say she's, she actually called me, um, two weeks ago and I didn't get back to her for two days, just stuff crazy. I picked up the phone and just said, you know, I just, just to say hi. Okay. She wasn't available. So we did a little bit of phone tag. But then realized, okay, mornings are usually good for both of us. Mm-hmm. So, and we talked for 20 minutes. That's all we just needed to, we just needed to touch base to really strengthen, again, strengthen our, the bond that we already have, but had we not actually spoken and we just kind of texted back and forth. And again, this is the technology thing. You know, texting is easy. doesn't take mm-hmm. a lot. But by actually, but your brain can- doesn't have to be engaged with it either. You can just send a message and think of something else at the same time. You don't have to Absolutely. be present. Absolutely. How many times have you actually been on the phone with somebody and you're looking at the computer and you're typing? No, can't tell you. Mm -hmm. It's a secret. (laughs) I was, I wasn't putting you on the spot. I promise. But I know I've done that. You know, I've done it, you know, while talking to my mom. It's awful. I do it all the time. Yeah. Thanks very much for letting me notice that one. (laughs) So everybody else out there listening too, this is on you guys too. (laughs) Exactly. And these are the relationships. Again, these are the relationships that we can grow. I mean, I love my mom. I want, I I always want to have a strong relationship with my mom, but if I'm not not making the effort, even with my own mom, how is that relationship going to continue to, to grow and bloom? And every relationship can always bloom when we put the effort into it. Thank you. Thanks, Denise. This has been really wonderful. 
Hi, everyone. I'm Denise Stiegel. I am the Healthy Lifestyle Coach or the Healthy Living Liaison uh, and curator, curator at livinghealthylist.com. And I'm really excited today about my recent conversation with my friend, Jean Gallagher. Jean is a financial advisor with Seaside Solutions and the amazing host of the podcast, Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better. We had an in-depth conversation on the topic of, get this, contentment and why that is actually a bad thing for you. Watch more and subscribe to Discover Rising Tides at discoverrisingtides.com. I'll see you there. Hi, and welcome to Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better. My name is Jean Gallagher, and this is show number 27. And we, we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. And through this series, we'll be talking with women business owners to understand their journey. And also, we'll be hearing from Lynn Schuster-Williams, coach and author on her segment of Rising Up. But first, today, I'm excited to introduce Frances Esters. Hi, Frances. Hi. How are you? I'm Great. I'm happy to be here. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm so excited. We, we haven't talked for a really long time. I think we could probably put it at market as numbers of years since we've, we've had a conversation. It was probably pre, maybe pre-COVID. Um, but before we start, give us a quick, a quick, if you can, that's hard to say with your bio, but just a quick bio and then we'll dive in. Uh, so my name is Frances Esters, also known as the Elegant Tomboy, which is my personal business, um, which my tagline is self-care made simple and it's just um, all of my passions in one and helping especially women learn how to mold their environment to who they want to be so that whatever their purpose is, they can achieve it. Um, I also live on a farm. So you're, you're going to see the cute little baby goat. Uh, <laughs> that's one of our, our, our babies. We just had a kidding uh, not quite four months ago. We have 30 babies running everywhere. Um, so that that keeps me busy and it's good for the sanity because there's nothing cuter than a baby goat. <laughs> that is true. Well, the only thing cuter than a baby goat is 30 of them running across the field. <laughs> yes. Little mobs because they get they get little clicks. At about three months, they start making their little friend clicks. Then you have, I, I say, little roaming terror trends of uh, like little teenage goats that are running around causing absolute havoc. Do they really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, they, there's about six different mean kid clubs right now. And they all kind of like, you know, if they could start snapping their fingers, they would have their little balances against each other. But yeah, they are absolutely adorable. They love jumping on everything and anything. And if you thought puppies chewed, get a baby goat. Yeah, right. Because they'll chew everything, including the star thistle, right? <laughs> if there's a thorn, they will eat that first. So if you like rose bushes, you better have a very good defense because they will tear down fences to get to them. Oh, that's a riot. That's right. I had no idea that they they formed little cliques and personality wise. Does anybody ever get left out? Is no, anybody last to get picked for kickball like I was? <laughs> yeah, right? No, they all find their, some cliques will be six. I mean, well, we have 30 of them. So some of the cliques are a little bit bigger than the others, mm-hmm. but they tend to all get picked. Um, this kidding, we only had one mom. We only had one baby. So everybody else had either twins, triplets, or we had a quad set of quadruplets this year, which Holy is very, cow. very rare. So, uh 
if all else fails, they'll just break into who their, their actual sibling is. Mm-hmm. They're all half siblings, but they will fall into who their mom is. They'll go with them. That's interesting. And so do, do they ever break up and form new groups? Yes. Yep. They will get kicked out or feel like I need to be with the more popular kids and go with them. And yes, they, they morph a lot. That's a riot. That's a riot. And so how long have you had goats or in what other animals do you have on the farm? So we have goats and cows Mm -hmm. and we will be, we had chickens, but chickens have been um, turned into dinner. So we'll be getting more chickens, but with the heat and the drought and everything, we've just kind of been holding off on them. Um, I personally have been around these goats since um, for about four years now, a little over four years. Um, But my other half, Jason, he has had goats for about 15 years. So he's been breeding goats and and doing a lot with them. He used to have them out where, you know, you would go on a trail or Mm -hmm. you see all the goats eating everything down. So he had a business to where he had Mm -hmm. these goats to where he would do state um, contracts. So dams, um, sensitive areas, all the Mm -hmm. fireproofing for certain areas. And then he would take all of them out. So he had quite a big herd of them. Um, But his business partner kept most of them. We took I think we took 25 away so that we could have them here mm-hmm. so that we never have to mow the grass or worry about anything here because as he calls them the roaming Roombas <laughs> and they just eat everything down and um, they're, they're very good at doing that. And yeah. I have learned how good they are at breaking underneath fences to get to what they really want to eat. So yes, I have lost my roses more than once. <laughs> We have, um, I'm in the Auburn area and we have quite a few um, goat herds for cleaning up defensive areas and actually a lot, a lot through the Canyon and um, some on private property as well. It's, it's fantastic. Well, they're great because they eat everything you don't want Mm -hmm. um, as well. So, I mean, there's poison oak, I mean, they'll, anything that you would be like, why do I want to touch it? They're like, I will eat it for you. So anything with a, a thistle or a thorn they will go for it first. And then anything that's poisonous to us, they will go to it and they eat everything. And they're very thorough. They'll eat it right down to the dirt to where there's no worry. They will take everything. They'll get roots out. I mean, they will take it all. That's amazing. And so um, what's the life cycle for the goats on your farm? How long do you keep them? And then are they all for, and what purposes are they for? So these are actually, so they're Kiko and boar mix. Um, boar is just a very popular breed because they're very hardy. Mm-hmm. Kiko actually um, is a New Zealand um, word for meat. Mm-hmm. So they're actually from New Zealand. So they're primarily bred for food. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take them to auction. So we have this kidding. It's getting pretty close to where they'll go to auction. And then they might go to contracts for where they get to go live. Happy California goat lives of eating down. Um, and then some will turn into, into for meat. But they are specifically, and they're a much bigger breed. Mm. So a lot of people think of goats and they think of the really cute fainting goats where, you know, right, right. The bucks can get over 200 pounds. Wow. Um, they can get wow. very, very big. So their heads is really good for meat. And so once we went through the pandemic, a lot of people were starting to realize 
that they wanted to have something on their property so that if there ever was um, a food shortage or you know reason, you can have one or two goats. Mm-hmm. Um, even in most cities, if you have, if you're more into the the suburbs, will allow you to have a goat. Mm. So not oh, really? only are they handy for keeping everything down, but push comes to shove dinner. And, and goat's very, very healthy. It's one of the leanest meats out there, very high in nutrition. Mm-hmm. And um, do you have, you don't, so you don't have any milking goats then, just mostly, no. just meat goats? Yeah. Yep. And then we have two Scottish Highlanders, which oh. are the big furry cows with the big bangs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Yes. Our neighbors um, in Maine had some as well, and they're just so docile and they love being brushed. They mm-hmm. love just like dogs getting scritches. They all mm-hmm. have their favorite spots. And all of the videos that you see of them getting their chin scritches, mm-hmm. all of them love that. Both of ours will come up and they, they will actually get mad if you're paying attention to one and not the other. They expect, you know, I mean, big two cows, but yes, scratch and brush both of us all at the same time. <laughs> How many hands and they love, <laughs> Right. And they love carrots. So they, they can be very demanding and they will come up and they will headbutt you. Not hard, but they'll be like, excuse me, um, mm-hmm. your job is to give me a carrot. Where are the carrots? That's fantastic. So, yeah. so in addition to farm life, what else are you doing? So I um, just launched my very own business called The Elegant Tomboy. Mm-hmm. which is um, really all about self-care and getting people to realize that self-care is going to look different for each person, but it all has the same concepts, right? Of eating a healthy lifestyle, making sure your environment um, represents who you are and what you want to achieve. Mm. Uh, and so I also work for Central Coast Medical Aesthetics, <clears throat> excuse me, in Paso Robles, which is a medical spa. So I've been in skincare for 20 years. And that's really where it led me on my journey of uh, my own self-care and learning how to take care of myself and getting through medical issues. And so now the elegant tomboy is kind of a, a merge off of all of that experience and just really being able to get out there and help others figure out what self-care means to them because we're all marketed, especially women, right? You need to buy this. No, you need to buy this, but you should buy this. But if you bought that, then you need to buy this. And it's all about buy, 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 but it's not, okay, but why? Mm-hmm. And how is this going to help me? And why would so I that's need something I that would be different than what you would need? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And how right. are you able to personalize it? A lot of it's just going to be through coaching is working with, um, with people one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of it, you know, I, you know, I live in Paso Robles, which is a pretty small area. Well, I mean, our farm's actually in Templeton, which is even smaller. <laughs> so uh, it's, I can do as much as I can in person, but a lot of it's going to be virtual, like we're doing now, and just being able to talk and say, you know, where, what have you been using? What hasn't been working for you? And let's figure out why. Mm-hmm. And then just getting those basic building blocks into place. Uh, it's there, just getting back to that. Hmm. Are there certain triggers or certain things that people are coming across that are going to um can't think of the word push or say gee I need to talk with Francis what what areas would be their concerns or things that they're challenged with that really fit within what you do 
So the number one way that I've had people coming to me for years now is um, I love, love, love teaching. Um, I am self-proclaimed nerd. I am an avid reader. Uh, I always want to learn more. And I know from my own struggles of what I had to learn. I didn't learn how to take care of my skin until I was in my late twenties and really didn't master really the the art of that until I was in my early Mm thirties. So I try to teach as much as I can. So through my social media posts, um, speaking at different events, being in front of people, they hear me and they're, okay, this has been my struggle. What do I need to do? And then it's just reverse engineering it from that. But usually it's from hearing me. Um, I, I like to give them information away. I don't know if, if you've ever listened to Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-mm. No, I don't think I have. Uh, he's a huge marketing guy. And the one thing that he's always talked about and why when I first heard him, I was like, I like this guy. And he talks about how, you know, education, you should always be teaching and you should never be worried about giving away information for free Mm -hmm. because that's what we should be doing as a good human being. And then those who are a good fit to be a client will be attracted and then you can work from there. But Mm -hmm. I've always, if I can go and I can sit down and I can help someone then that's very fulfilling to me because I know, you know, they say always be who you wish you had in your life when you were younger. And so I strive to be that person every single day is I know when I was going through all these struggles and no one could give me an answer to be that person, to be able to say, Hey, okay. But you know, we have enough out in the world. Now we have enough real world studies that we know how to make this easier for you and what to use. Mm -hmm. I like the teaching part. I do that as well on my financial services side too, because it is really, well, number one, it's relationship building, right? Right. And, 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 and it does show value as well, because people need to understand what are, what are you bringing to the table and how are you going to help them without, without the pretense of, if I tell you something, it's going to cost you this. Right. So it, it is, it's just really is important to, to make a difference and do the right thing and, and absolutely care. Right. I mean, because how frustrating is it when you're at a point where you're like, I just need someone to help me. I just have a couple of questions. And then you come across someone that you're like, Oh, they're going to help me. And then it says, but if you give me your email or if you sign up for this class, then I'll give you the answer. Right. And, and then it shuts them down and it makes them feel less valued. It makes them go into the place that they're trying to get out of, which just, you know, turns into this ugly demise of their own personal confidence. I get frustrated frustrated with those too. Like, no, I'm not going to give you, why can't we just have a little conversation first and see if we're a good fit before? Tell me a little. Right. 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 I'm not asking you to give me your whole entire program, but can you give me enough synopsis of how it's a good fit for me Mm -hmm. before I dedicate my monies and my time Mm -hmm. to something that in the end might be like, why did I just do this? Right. And then as you said, it's about building relationships. And I love that. I I always want, um, you never know what you're going to learn and from who. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I always learn things from my clients. I'm there to help them, but something that they're going, they're experiencing and they're going through will honestly help me when I'm talking with somebody else, because I've learned how they've dealt with their experience. And, and that's just part of 
part of sharing information, not that I'm sharing somebody else's information, but you know, that right. here's an experience right. that this person has had, and I can listen and interpret what tools they use that was most effective and share those tools with somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah. That right. makes and, and even if I might not know the answer, I bet you, I know someone who does, and I mm-hmm. can get back to you. And, mm-hmm. and maybe that person's a better fit for you that would have that a little bit more experience and what you need. And then be able to say, Hey, here's the introduction. I think that you guys would be a great match of, of working together for what, yeah. you know, the ultimate goal is. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Because if you can do that, that is really all about doing, doing the right thing because it's going to come back for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, so, so when you're meeting with somebody, what's the process or how do you, um, how do you, um, figure out where they're at and what's not working? What works, what method do you use or how do you do that? I reverse engineer. Okay. So In what way? I take it from, I, I don't take it from a point of this is what I offer and this is what I want to sell. So I'm going to find a way to make it fit usually people are going to come to me with a very specific issue. So mm-hmm. the, the number one way people typically come to me is there's a skincare issue, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll, I have acne, I'm too dry, I'm aging really fast. I have, you know, I, I've tried all these products and nothing has ever worked. So it's going down and saying, okay, so what are you using? Walk me through your regimen of what you do in the morning. What do you do at night? I'd say 10 out of 10 times that right there will tell me what their main issue is because most people are going to a commercial or they're going to a store and there's something that was a sale or someone said, I have to, you know, my best friend uses this and she swore it was the best thing on earth. So I just bought it, but now I'm red or it broke me out or, or this person creepy. on Instagram uses it. And I have no idea where they are, but they're, their video is really cool. <laughs> TikTok made me buy it. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, and then it's just saying, okay, how long have you been using it? What else have you used? Uh, and then just working on their morning and night regimen, making it much more simple. A lot of people are probably using, they're either, I wash my face with water and I dry off mm-hmm. and then they're done. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, that could be a whole nother discussion in and of itself of like, don't do that. <laughs> or it's, I just use 15 products and I just pull them off of my counter and just keep putting them on. Mm-hmm which causes, you know, an innumerable amount of issues. And so it's just, okay, so this is what you have. Let's see what you have that will work for whatever that issue is. So skincare, really it comes down to ingredients, right? And so every single skin affliction has an ingredient base that will work for that problem. So it's eliminating products or introducing the right products for whatever that issue is getting them through it and then getting them to a place where their skin is stable and then just getting them on a maintenance program. Mm -hmm. There's 40 bazillion different ways I can answer this question because every single person, are they on medications? Are they Mm -hmm. living outside a lot? Are they living inside all the time? What's their diet like? What's their Mm -hmm. lifestyle like? All of that's going to impact. So usually starting with skincare is the easiest way to build the relationship, gain some trust, mm-hmm. 
start seeing some results and then adding in two pieces, right? Instead of having someone saying, well, you're never going to get through any of this until you fix this. You only eat this, you eat this diet the specific way. You only go out, you have to, you know, I mean, that's what shuts people down. It's just so overwhelming, right? You got to find one spot that is something that they're comfortable with. But also achievable. Right. That's going to show results. Right. Right. And it's not, you know, this big pitch of, well, I've got a $5,000, whatever you need to do this. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, let's start where you're at. What products do you have? Because most people have products that they can use. Okay. Let's go through that. You invested in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody has a cosmetic graveyard in their, their bathroom, right? It's either a cabinet or a drawer. And it's where all the products go to die because you bought it, you used it twice, you hated it, but you're not throwing it away because I spent good money on that. (laughs) And then it just goes into that drawer and it just sits there until it's like, it's been in there for five years. I guess I should finally just throw it away because it's yellow and crusty and disgusting and it just needs to go. So it's going replacing it with some other things that might not be compatible for them because that's what they, that was the next thing that they could buy. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, but it was on such a good deal. And I heard so many people and the package says that it's going to fix everything. Right. So um, it's just starting with that one thing, building the relationship, getting them results, and then step-by-step going through. And then it's, you know, okay, then let's talk about how much water are you drinking in a day? Mm -hmm. You know, are you a diet Coke addict? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and finding those, the, the worst habits and then finding ways to step back from them. So my best friend, um, she would be a really good case study. It took me 18 years, but I finally got her off of drinking diet soda. <laughs> wow. Well, it took 18 years, but she has a, she's a paramedic. So she has a stressful life. And when she's out on a call, sometimes she's like, it's just what I needed. Did she, so did she find a difference? What happened when she was off? So she is my best success story ever when it comes to skin, uh, because she has a very high stress life. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has rosacea and eczema mm-hmm. and she had a horrible underground acne. And I, I always threatened her that she was so dry that I was just going to slather her in lard just so we could get some moisture into her. Um, but working with her, getting her, you can of, say only to your best friends, <laughs> right, right? Exactly. I'm getting the bucket out and it's just going on. Um, so we have, her skin is perfectly hydrated. She has a little bit of rosacea still left in the apples of her cheeks. But other than that, her skin is just absolutely glowing and flawless. Wow. Uh, and it's in a, in a spot that we never thought that it would ever get to. But, you know, it was starting with getting her on the right products, Mm -hmm. got her on the right products, got her using it consistently. So she was doing it every morning, every night. So, you know, everything in life, every single stupid thing in life, it's got to be about consistency, right? Even when we don't want to do it and when we're tired and it's been one of those days, you got to get up and you got to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then getting her through a a 30-day nutrition reset Mm -hmm. and then getting her on healthier eating habits her skin looks better now in her forties than they ever did when, um, she was younger. We've been best friends for over 30 years now, which I don't know how that's possible because we're not old enough to say that. Right. (laughs) 
that is the truth. I'm on that. I'm on that train. (laughs) Right. I saw a friend of mine two weeks ago and we've been friends since kindergarten uh, all the way through high school. And since then, and I can't tell you how long ago that was that we met each other because it's frightening. (laughs) It was only 10 years ago. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. So, and are you like me when someone says that you're like, Oh yeah, that was the eighties. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. So that's good. So that's amazing that that much of a difference, but it does have to come in stages. And I would think they, the hard part is that we all want, you know, we're such an immediate gratification society. We want everything yesterday and how, how you have to make sure that people stay with the program and stay motivated enough to go through all those steps because you didn't do everything all at once. Like you said, it is one step on another and in making sure that people are inconsistently engaged. And how do you, how do you do that? How do you keep people on the right path? The biggest thing is, is again, it's, it's having that relationship of having the ability to have real heart to hearts with people and not to the point I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a therapist, but having so it, you know, it's, it's hard conversations sometimes and mm-hmm. saying, okay, so let's look at how many times you didn't get immediate gratification and you kept flipping to different things. Mm-hmm. How did that work for you? Right. So yes, even I, you know, there are things to say, like, can we just now, just now, I, I, I don't want to wait. Can we just do it now? Mm-hmm. But it's those little incremental steps. And it's like, if you can find one thing that you can stick with, so let's make it very simple for you, mm-hmm. which is the key, right? I'm not a Kardashian. I don't want anyone to, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with the Kardashians. Everyone's got to do their thing, but I don't teach that philosophy because it's not sustainable to most human beings, right? We don't get the privilege of having our life on camera and all we have to do is just look pretty and get implants to make us more popular on TV, right? That's just not how it works. We have jobs, we have families, we have kids, we have, you know, everything that's on our lives. We can't take that time. And that's usually what happens is that they're they're promised, well, if you do all of this, then you're gonna get this amazing result. I don't lie to people. Let's start here. Let's start with you learning how to give yourself five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night. If you can do that consistently within two weeks, you're going to see results. So it's not that you have to wait years or even months. Usually by the first end end of the first week, they're seeing results. But it's let's start there. Five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night. And that's, that's hard because most people, especially women, don't realize they're not giving themselves five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night, nonetheless, five minutes in a day. So, you know, lock the bathroom door. No one's going to die in five minutes. I promise you, they might scream, they might throw fits, but they're not going to die in five minutes. And you just need to take that five minutes to breathe and do the, you know, your little routine. So I tell, I teach people, I'm like, what's a great song that you love that gets you going? I want you to pick two songs. I want you to pick one song that's for the morning that just gets you going, right? It gets, gets the energy up and you're feeling it. And then I want you to pick another song that helps you just get to that calm place, right? That's going to be your nighttime song. So most songs last between two, two and a half minutes. I'm like, I want you to start your skincare regimen. I want you to take your phone. Don't put it in the sink. So we don't want to have to spend money on buying you a new phone. Put that song on. 
that's how long you need to take to take care of yourself. Do that in the morning to get yourself going and then do it at night to help you just relax and unwind before you go to bed. That's pretty dang attainable for most people. And then it triggers that whole thing of, okay, if I can do this, then as Ed Milet says, one last one more, right? So one more day I can do this. Take it one time, which comes from Alcohol Anonymous. One more day I can be sober. Okay, well, if I can do this routine one day, I can do it one more day. So if say it's someone who's like, okay, so I'm working on nutrition, but I need to get on better eating habits. Okay, so when you're weaning someone off soda or or horrible caffeinated beverage, it's, I want you to take one bottle of Coke that you're drinking in the day and replace it with one bottle of water. So if you're drinking four to five bottles of soda today, a day, I'm not asking you to give it all up in one day because caffeine withdrawal is real Mm -hmm. and it is no fun. Most highly addictive substance right next to sugar, right? So take one bottle and for one week, I want you to drink, get rid of that bottle of Coke or whatever it is, add one bottle of water. And then every week we're going to keep increasing that until you've weaned yourself off of it. And it's amazing what your body will tell you. I mean, we've all done this, right? Where we eat really good for like a week. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, oh, but that cake and that everything on that greasy, mm, I'm eating it all. And then your body's like, what did you just do to me? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. You're going to feel horrible. You're not going to have energy. You're not going to want to do anything. You're like, okay, now I want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want right. to go back to making the, the better, healthier is, you know, whatever that is for you. And you've made it, you've made it simple to achieve, but there's that gratification of, oh, I did that. Right. That made, right. That's huge. And then, you, and then you celebrate each time. Mm-hmm. It's like, I made it through a day. At the end of that day, I followed through on doing my, my morning routine. I drank my extra water and I did my night routine, you know, have a little dance party, do whatever, you know, have some fun to celebrate. You did it. Now let's do it one more day, mm-hmm. you know? And then after doing it for a month, most of the time it becomes, it's just muscle memory at that point. And you're going through and you feel the difference and it's accumulative. So every day that you're treating yourself a little bit better then you're loving, you're, you're just feeling better. And it comes across in everything that you're doing in your life. Right. And then it's, if you're someone who lives inside, can you get out and walk? So that was a big thing when everything was closed down. It's like, okay, well, can you, can you just take a walk around the block of your neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of everything was shut down, but can you just do that? Just get out, leave your phone at home. Mm-hmm. Cause we were all don't want to look at our screen time counter. <laughs> just get outside, breathe some air, do a quick walk. It's little things that you can do that accumulatively will change everything in your life. Because once you get to that point where you're feeling better, then what are your aspirations? What have you not been doing? You have more energy and you want to do it, right? Mm -hmm. So my whole philosophy is giving people building blocks to get their physical body and a state to there. They can live out their purpose. What is it that they want to do? Start working on those dreams again. It's not too old. I'm about to turn 45. I just launched my business officially, you know, the elegant tomboy um, in March is when I started the paperwork for it. So, you know, there's always time. There's always 
going to be reasons to not take care of yourself, but there's always going to be more reasons to take care of yourself. And if the pandemic did not teach us that, I don't know what will. <laughs> That's, that is the truth. No doubt about that. <laughs> right. I mean, we got hit on every single thing there possibly is. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and, but the, but then again, too, the pandemic also taught us, it taught us so much. And it taught us how small our world is and that we can, then we can touch people like this virtually versus having to do this in person. And, and it just, it, it, it makes everybody more, um, makes things more attainable if you're looking at it in the right way. Absolutely. And that's the big thing, right? So Mm -hmm. my day job, um, I I can't tell you and and everyone in the aesthetics industry from all levels will tell you it exploded after Mm -hmm. the first year of the lockdown. And it's because people on zoom calls were were now staring. So you're working from home and And you're you're staring staring at yourself yourself on that monitor every day for hours at a time to where previously you were working face to face with someone, you didn't spend a lot of time looking at yourself, right? There wasn't a mirror behind that person to where you're looking at yourself. But now people are like, Oh my God, is that really what I look like? Oh, I got to, Oh, okay. If I sit this way, Oh, my chin, like, okay. If I, all right. So I did. I mean, and I can't tell you how many people are like, I, who, why didn't you tell me I had five chins? I don't know why everyone just became so um, self-conscious because they were staring at themselves. And so they're like, we got to fix this. I've just got too much stuff going on. What do you need to do to where when I get on a Zoom call or any of the hosts, for you know, any of the online things that I I don't look at myself and want to cry. And and so that was there's the two sides of everything right so yeah it's amazing that we can actually stay in contact and still have somewhat face-to-face interaction with people even when we are confined to our homes but at the Mm -hmm. same time we not we have to make sure that we don't take that to the extreme Mm -hmm. right yeah and so so as you're taking care of people whether you're at the spa or you're with elegant tomboy you have to take care of yourself too and so how do you do that? And how does the outside play, uh, play a part in that? Outdoors has always been my, my refuge and my sanity. So I, if I have to be inside for a whole entire day, I, I just get antsy. I need to be out. So I am, I am very blessed to live on, on acreage. So we have just over 25 acres here. So when everything was in the heart of lockdown, I could just walk our farm. Mm-hmm. But when, um, <laughs> so I can refer back in my city days uh, <laughs> I love the redwoods mm-hmm. so I would drive and go up to the redwoods I would go hiking um I would go into Monterey and you know go walk beaches and, and places to where you could still be out but being out in nature is something that I strongly suggest for everybody because It takes time to first and foremost, just kind of put things in perspective, which is kind of why I love redwoods is it makes you realize, I mean, these things are, you know, hundreds of feet tall. I'm just this big, you know, that that reminder of, yes, I am important. And yes, I have influence and I have a purpose, but at the same time, I am so so much more out there. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Right. And just being able to appreciate what mother nature has brought to us. I think that it just walking is a source of meditation for most people. You know, a lot of people think that meditation means I have to sit with and that I can't on my knees don't bend that way. Right. Um, and I have to be completely silent, but that's meditation is really about getting to a place of quiet within yourself, which doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be silent, right. To the literal term, just go out and appreciate that, which is bigger than you are the, to that, that you're connected to. Right. I mean, not even necessarily that you're a religious person or a spiritual person, but realize that everything in our lives and all of us are interconnected in one way or another. And again, going back to the pandemic, if that didn't prove that, I mean, that went through globally. So being able to go outside, it's getting you moving. Mm-hmm. Movement fixes everything. Yeah, it does. It does. It, I mean, it fixes your and pains. And- right. And if you're mm-hmm. depressed, it's usually because you have removed yourself and that you're not interacting. And if you're in a place to where it's so anxiety filled that you can't interact with another human being, trees and birds and beautiful landscape will not want you to talk to them. They just want you to appreciate them, just acknowledge them and being able to go out and get away from that anxiety and and being in a, in a crowded place, especially if you live in a bigger city, Mm -hmm. there's always this noise. There's always this cacophony and it's usually a big concrete jungle. There's a lack of greenery around you. So being able to get to where you can just, even if it's a neighborhood park, mm-hmm. just being able to just go and appreciate mother nature and see the sun, see the sky, but of course, put your sunscreen on, um, <laughs> but just getting out in movement because movement will get you out of a funk. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, you're truly depressed, is that going to fix everything? That's not the answer to everything, but it's going to help, right? It's going to help you with your joints, it's going to help you with your mindset. It's going to help you with your energy. It's, it's just, it helps on every single level. It's another tool to help you cope to give you, to give you some space to find the other solutions that you need. Yes. And I'll get to the point to tell people people understand when I say, I need to go get tree therapy. Mm -hmm. And that means I'm going to the Redwoods and I'm going on a hike and I'm just going to go and just be in heaven. Um, a couple months ago, I got to go to Yosemite for the first time. I spent oh, wow. three days in Yosemite. And it was just amazing to be able to ride my bike and, you know, see Half Dome and all the big trees and the waterfalls. And just being able to appreciate the fact that I, I have the ability to appreciate that, right? And be able to get out and use all my limbs. There's a and lot of people that... Right, right. You know, I mean, there are a lot of people who pray every single day, wish for, strive for things that we take for granted for every day. And so that's one thing that I really, really try is every day I get up, I'm thankful that I have another day. And I try to never take anything for granted, especially the fact that I live in California. You know, I live between places that people come from internationally because it's, they're just so amazing. And it, and I realized, I'm like, oh, I got, I can't let that just be like, oh yeah, it's the Golden Gate Bridge, whatever. I know I've been across it, you know, how many umpteen thousands of times, but it's appreciating that and stopping and saying, you know, going to the Bigsby Bridge, going to Big Sur, going to the Monterey Coastline, going, you know, being in Paso, I mean, world renowned for its wine areas and living close to vineyards. And it's easy to, easy to become complacent. 
and that's your everyday view. You do have to Absolutely. remind yourself that, wow, this is beautiful and to be out in it because it's easy right. to just not see something that's there all the time. Right. Well, and appreciating it puts the rest of your life into perspective too, right? Because if you're like, okay, if I'm not just loving the fact that I can drive to the ocean and just stare at it, what else in my life am I not, am I looking at and taking for granted? Is it your loved one? Is it your family? Is it, you know, a whole host of things that you can just stop and just say, thank you. Mm, And acknowledging, which is what everybody in the world wants at the end of the day. I want to be seen. I want to be appreciated. I want to be acknowledged. So being able to say, Hey, you know, so-and-so we haven't been able to talk for a while. Can we just go for a walk? I would love to just catch up with you and and hear from you and have that time with you. That could be life-changing for somebody Mm. because it's maybe that person was really just craving for God. I just wish someone would just spend some time with me or get me out of this environment and, and get through and just be able to be myself. Mm. I like it. I like it a lot. Right. So yeah. So Francis, where can people, where can people find you? Uh, the elegant tomboy I, is what I use across all platforms. Mm-hmm. So Facebook, Instagram, um, my email is the elegant tomboy at Gmail. I mean, everything's underneath the elegant tomboy. So then I, it's, it's a lot easier. And my website is under construction. Mm-hmm. That's coming. Okay. Um, but right now, Facebook and Instagram are probably the fastest, easiest ways. If you have questions or anything that I can help you with, or, um, you know, if you have products and you're just like, I don't know how to use these more than happy to go over that with you. Um, and you can, again, it's the elegant tomboy on both. And I throw in little pictures of, um, of my personal life, because I think people, you know, you want to know that you, who the person is that you're working with mm-hmm. uh, and that they're real. Right. So you'll see pictures of the goats and the cows and my dogs. We have three dogs and I am, I am the crazy dog lady. <laughs> and so, you know, little pieces and parts of that will be all up there too. Well, I'm glad you brought your goat with you too. One of them. So thank you. And it's been a pleasure talking with you and catching up with you. And thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely. I'll be up in Neck of the Woods in in October. So I'll have to see what your schedule looks like. I'm going to be up in a fall festival. And I'm going to have my vendor booth up there. So very good. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to make sure that we catch up. up. Yes. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. Today's show is sponsored by Seaside Solutions, my financial services company. As a business owner, it's easy to be pulled in many different directions and often taking care of yourself plummets to the bottom of the list. For me, I find myself outside to reground. My time outdoors helps me manage my day more effectively and be more present for my clients. Through this, Discover Rising Tides was born. At Seaside Solutions, we truly believe that education is the foundation of financial wellness, Our primary focus is to provide guidance that is designed to help you achieve your long-term financial goals and visions. Working with a plan allows space for doing more things that you love, like being outside to make the inside better. If I can help you create or realign your plan, or if you would like to be added to my weekly newsletter, please let me know. This week's topic was five ways to set more achievable goals. Your referral means the big, beautiful world to me. And if I can help, please let me know. And thank you so much for listening and see you next time.